Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on in to an absolutely fantastic episode of Bar Talk. Good morning, good evening, happy Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever you are listening to this, I hope you are having the absolute best day ever. And guys, remember, if it's not a good day, you have the power to turn it around and make it an extraordinary one. Okay. Um, took a little time off, a little unexpected needed to like cocoon myself. I do that from time to time where I just need to like completely unplug from the world. Um, and just kind of like be in tuned to me and be in tune to the people that I love the most. Um, it was really fun. Uh, this past weekend, I got to go see, visit my brother. Uh, my brother goes to school up in Wisconsin, so we don't get to see him very often. Um, and with his baseball season starting, we kind of wanted to have a little siblings weekend. I went axe throwing. Um, the axe throwing guys was hilarious because I did it in the beginning and was like, I'm so good at this with like one hand. And then as time went on, I kept like, I was hitting the target, but the ax wasn't sticking. So anyways, it was time for us to go. So I was just like, you know what? Screw it. Like, let me just see what, what it looks like to throw it with two hands. And I threw it with two hands and hit the bullseye like every time. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So I'll be going axe throwing again. And I can't wait for it. Okay. Um, before we go into, um, that, um, I want to tell you guys a little kind of realization that I came to. Um, I love reading. I'm a very slow reader. I'm not a fast reader by any means. So I'm not that person that's going to like buzz through a book in like a day. Like it's just not part of me. I envy those people who can, but I, it's just not me. Um, I have a whole, I'm looking at my, my bedroom doors open right now and I have a whole, I have like 14 books lined up that I just like can't wait to read. And they just keep piling up. So I'm really excited. Um, but I want to tell you guys about the one book I read about a year ago. Um, and I actually gave it to a cousin of mine. Um, it's called The Four Agreements. Uh, if anyone has read it, you know it. For those of you who haven't, um, you should totally buy it on Amazon. I think it's, it's like, it's no more than I think like $7. It's a very quick read. It's a very, um, it's not very grammatically correct, but the message is there. And I keep going back to this. And so I'll read to you guys what the four agreements are, but you should read the book too. So you understand it. So agreement number one is be impeccable with your words. Number two, don't take anything personal. Number three, don't make assumptions. And four, always do your best. Um, I keep going back to number one a lot lately, which is be impeccable with your words. And, uh, you know, sometimes I think I get it right. And there are sometimes guys where I get it wrong, like I do. And um, I don't mean to get them wrong. But um, the other thing that I'm learning is by me putting myself out there and by putting me in an arena to fail, it's the only way I learn how to get it right. Same with you as well. Um, our words carry weight. And sometimes we don't always mean to, you know, kind of hurt people with our words. Um, I don't think anyone ever goes in like intentionally meaning to hurt anyone. I don't think um, we as humans do that, but there are some like sociopaths that do. So like, let's not forget about them. Um, but we're talking about the good majority of people in the world. Um, but you have to be careful with what you say. Um, and how you say them and how you come across. And once you understand that your words are magic and your words have the ability to change your life, you become very particular with the way you speak and with the way you, um, have things flow, if that makes any type of sense. Um, 
So with that goes into my next book that I've been reading, which I kind of have opened right here. Uh, it's Glennon Doyle's Untamed. Um, I suggest this book to everyone. It is, it is a book, I think, that is written for women. But I will tell you this. She has some great things in here for men as well, for people, for the souls, for, hum- for, for humanity, period. Um, I couldn't find... I'm, I'm like more than halfway through, but I couldn't find the quote that I wanted to share with you guys. But she talked about, um, you know, the weight of words and a little bit in there. Um, but the one thing that she had said was, it's not your job how people respond to what you say, like how people absorb what you say. So I sat on that for a while because I was like, wait, isn't that like kind of doesn't that almost contradict like the four agreements of being impeccable with your words? But I think I under, I think I finally understood what she said. And I'm, and I'm not quoting it like verbatim guys. So please don't take me like word for word with this. It's somewhere in it. I was like flipping through this, but I, I'm also on a time crunch. I'm trying to get this done. So anyways, point of the matter is, um, people are probably going to always misinterpret us. Um, I wish that wasn't the case, but sometimes it is and that, and that happens and it's life. And, um, at the end of the day, um, you know, what she did say, which I wanted to say was, um, some will understand and like you and others won't, but the way others respond to your confidence is not your business. Your business is to stay loyal to you. That way you will always know that those who do like you and love you are really your people. If you need to rewind that, go rewind it again, but I'll say it one more time. Some will understand and like you, others won't. But the way others respond to your confidence is not your business. Your business is to stay loyal to you. That way you will always know that those who do like you and love you are really your people. I couldn't find the exact quote, guys. You know what's going to happen? I'm going to finish recording this and I'm going to find it. But um, but I don't know. She just she just had a lot of really good points in here. And um, I, I literally, like, I'm one of those, like, weird people that when I, like, read books like this, I highlight and, um, like, you know, section off parts. And um, I must have forgot to do that with this part. So that kind of stunk. But, um, yeah, you should totally read um, Untamed. If you haven't, um, I'm almost done with it. I'm hoping to maybe finish it in the next few days if I have some time. But guys, you should read it. Okay. Um, before we go, let me tell you a little bit about our guest today. Guys, today we are having on Mike Rubio. So for those of you who are watching or listening, um, you might know who Mike Rubio is. Some of you may not. That's okay. You're going to learn who he is. Uh, Mike and I are both from Bridgeport and... Uh, Mike has been pursuing um, a dream of becoming a filmmaker and a writer. And um, a few months back, he asked me to be in his film called The Greatest Card Trick. And I was like, excuse me? Like, you want me to do what? Um, so I was just like, yeah, dude, I'll totally go with it. Absolutely. And I got to flex a muscle inside of me that I didn't even know I had. Um, and I got to play the absolute most amazing bitchy newscaster named Jenna Duddleston, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it was a lot of fun. And uh, Mike is coming to the conclusion of The Greatest Card Trick, um, which should be, by the time this comes out, it'll part one will be uploaded. And I believe part two will be uploaded next week. Um, 
but I just love what he's doing. He's bringing a lot of humor, a lot of light and a lot of fun um, in a world right now where things can, you know, be a little serious at times and that's okay. Um, but sometimes we need a good laugh and Mike has made me laugh my butt off. Um, so anyways, you're going to get ready to make Mike. Uh, you're going to get ready to meet Mike. Let's try that again. That one works. Um, but before we do that, guys, I want to tell you guys about some of our sponsors. Um, I'm very grateful for our sponsors and I hope you guys, um, appreciate them. Um, so I have been wearing this bag all around town. It is the Margot Page, um, clear tote bag. And guys, I'm not exaggerating when I say that, um, I get complimented on this everywhere I go. Like no bullshit. I get complimented on it everywhere I go. Um, it is kind of, it's become my like everyday bag, but the one bag that I'm going to show you guys now is, um, let me get it for you. So again, for those of you who are watching this, you can see it. For those of you who are listening, I am going to do my best, um, to, describe it to you. So this is the, uh, clear fringe crossbody bag. Okay, guys. Um, I just absolutely adore it. I, I already know it's going to be like my music festival, you know, going out bag, going to a socks game. Like, you know, I'm hoping I can actually go to opening day this year, but I love it because it's cute. It's, it's clear. Um, and it's just like the most adorable thing ever. Okay. I have that one. I have the um, clear fanny pack, but I'm not exaggerating the clear tote. I wear out like it is. It is by my everyday bag. I wear it everywhere. I get complimented on it everywhere I go. I am obsessed with it and you guys should be obsessed with it too. And the good thing about Margot Page, guys, is she is going to give you a discount. So you can head on over there, which is margopage.com, or you can head on over to their Instagram account, which is Margot underscore page. Um, and use promo code BARTALK10 to get 10% off your next order. Guys, spring is in the air. I think we're finally going to be able to go outside again, okay? I can't fucking wait. I know you can't fucking wait. I'm dying in here. So, guys, you need a cute new bag, okay? There's nothing wrong with the old bags that you got, but sometimes you want something new, you want something cute, and I'm telling you, this is going to be the new cute bag that you're going to want. So, ladies, get it. Gentlemen, if you're listening to this and you want to surprise your gal with a cute little bag that you know that she wants, I'm telling you, you're going to want to buy this for her, okay? Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So, guys, head on over there, margopage.com. All right, and lastly... My love of candles. Guys, I have been holding in this for so long. Um, okay, LYW candles, guys. I love me a candle. You know I love me a candle. I almost set my house on fire. Remember, it's not the candle maker's fault. It's the person who lit the candle's fault. It's my fault, okay? We're all good. Everything's fine. We've moved past it. Um, but guys, um, LYW candles and I have collaborated together, and we have two signature scents for you available to buy. Okay. Um, I am seriously like so excited about this because I love candles and I wanted to pay, is it homage, pay homage, I think pay homage. Yeah. Um, to, you know, kind of where the idea of bar talk came about and that is my family's bar Shinnick's pub. And, um, Hannah and I, Hannah created the sense we, we, we collaborated on this together. Um, but we have two candles. First candle guys is slancha. So for those of you who understand what slancha is, slancha, it means cheers in Gaelic. And this scent is a rosemary, sage, mahogany, tea wood, and whiskey. And it is 
I think for those of you who have like an at-home bar, um, men or women, it has this really nice, like kind of a, like a soft brown color. Um, and I think it'll look awesome on your at-home bar, especially if you have whiskeys and you have some just like a really cool, like bar cart set up Add a candle there. The smell is gorgeous. You are going to love it. Um, and then we also have, uh, the candle Celine. So Celine is in honor of my, uh, grandmother, who is my mom's mom. Um, I never got to meet her, but I feel her around me all the time. I feel her presence. Um, and the smell for this is rosemary, sage, and white birch. And I, um, they, both of these candles mean a lot to me. And what I love about both of these candles guys is there's little stories on the back of each candle. Um, so, um, you can pick them up at Shinnick's Pub, okay, um, to buy your candles. Um, or, guys, Hannah will also have these available at lywcandles.com. And as always, you can use promo code BARTALK20 to get 20% off your next order. Again, that is uh, promo code BARTALK20 to get 20% off your next order. Um Okay. So I think that's kind of what we got right now. Am I missing anything else? I got a candle burning here. It's the rainy woods. I also love this one too. This one is a very like earthy kind of mossy smell. If that makes sense. Why does it do this? Go back. Stupid computer. Okay. Um, so yeah, we got that going on. Um, so guys, I will have those in the show notes uh, that will link you straight to Margot Page's page, to LYW's, uh, LYW Candles pages, um, and you can go ahead and purchase them, and I think you're going to like it. I know I do. I don't even have the candles with me yet because I'm filming this on Tuesday, and the candles are coming in tomorrow. Um but we're releasing this Thursday. So they're coming. Um, I would have it burning like right here if I could, but I don't. Um, so yeah, just be on the lookout for that. Okay. I'm super excited. Okay guys. So that's kind of all I got to say today. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, um, I'm so excited for you to meet this next guest. Um, he is someone that you are going to want to watch and pay close attention to because I just have a pretty good feeling that he's going to do some pretty incredible things down the road. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Mike Rubio. Two, two things first before we get started. One, we are not lighting my house on fire today. <laughs> um, today we are lighting the Light Your Way candle, the rainy wood, which to me is the very like... <laughs> foresty masculine smell um we got some let's give it a give it a little whiff oh yeah right that's awesome it's so beautiful um and by the time that this podcast comes out uh you're getting a sneak peek because we're filming this on tuesday um guys i got to work with light your way candles and we have two signature scents coming out oh wow yeah so we go. have um in honor of my family's bar so we have cilantro which is a mixture of rosemary, mahogany tea wood, tobacco, and whiskey. I love, I love the wood. color. There's yeah. a beautiful story on the back of the candle. And then one that's very near and dear to my heart is the Celine scent, um, which is in honor of my grandmother. So That is awesome. Yeah, rosemary, sage, and um, 
white birch. So, and again, story on the back of that. We will be selling those at Shinnick's uh, wholesale. So head on over there. I will serve you a drink and you can pick up a candle. It's the best of both worlds. <laughs> if you're not in the Chicagoland area, um, you can always order them online through lywcandles.com. And as always, you have the promo code uh, BARTALK20 to get 20% off to your next order. Okay, most importantly, what are you drinking? So know that I have hid this from my roommate because it's the best goddamn bourbon I've ever had. Um, my liquor lady over at Main Street knows I like bourbon. And nice. this bottle is called Uncle Ernest. And the story of Uncle Ernest is it is five generations of a family and it is founded by a slave. Wow. Right? That is so cool. It's insane. And it's 100 proof, uh, 750 milliliters, and it's only 50 bucks. Which, for anyone who knows bourbon, that's like stupid cheap. Yeah. So when I found this out, I literally was like, I have to get it, and I love it. So no, I've hid this from people, and I only share this with Flective. So cheers, honey. Wow, I feel honored. You should. Mm-mm. Oh, that is good. It's smooth. That is so smooth. It's smooth as fuck. That is awesome. And Uncle Uncle Ernest. Ernest. Uncle Ernest. So they're based just outside of Nashville. Okay. Um, I'm telling anyone who's a bourbon drinker, this is probably going to be the next big bourbon is my prediction. Um, the way that they're marketing it right now, um, I'm, I want to get them on the show because the, the person who is the head distiller has been named distiller of the year two years in a row. Oh, wow. She's a black woman. That, it's a, that's I, incredible. I was I mean, like, I need to meet them right now. I need to hang out with these people. We're going to have so much fun. Um, <laughs> I'm going to put this water bottle down. But anyways, I'm so excited to have you here. Um, for people who are listening or watching, we, I never really know how to like talk to people because we have this on different platforms. Um, some people are going to know who you are and some people aren't. And that's kind of the beauty of this. I believe this is your first time kind of doing this thing. It is. It's beautiful. So let's start from the very beginning. Who is Mike Rubio? Wow. Who is Mike Rubio? Well, I would say Mike Rubio is just a, you know, a kid from Bridgeport who was was one of the, the outcasts who, who wasn't in the sports. Kind of like, you know, there was like your brother who was draining threes in fourth grade. Yeah. Like he was a mini LeBron. And then yeah. there was me eating hot Cheetos in the bleachers. A little like, bit. It's okay. Just a little it's bit, okay. you know. It's okay. Because for me, growing up, my thing was movies. That yeah. was just, like, my therapy. It's what got me through every day. Like, I just loved movies. I loved everything about them. I, I remember, even in, like, eighth grade, like, you'd have at the lunch table kids talking about, you know, athletes or, or whatever sports, and I'd be naming movie directors. And, like, it was just my thing. And so, um, you know, to this day, that that's the dream I'm chasing, and and you know, just trying to be everyone's friend and have some fun in the process, and and keep it going. So, what was the first movie that you watched that made you say like, "Aha"? It it's funny because I think it I I remember it, but it was when my mom took me to see Toy Story two in the theaters. Um, I think I was three years old, four years old. And my mom said I was obsessed. Like, I kept wanting to go to the movies. And every single Saturday morning growing up, that was our thing. We would go out to the quarry in Countryside and go. It was it worked out perfect for my mom because we could go hit a movie and then she could go do her shopping after. Sam's Club, Target, Sam, Walmart, Target, all Kohl's, right all Kohl's, of everything, them. yeah. And that, I remember that. That was just our tradition, our routine. And... It was after Toy Story 2 I knew, like, okay, I, I was hooked on movies. And ever since then, like, just all the Saturday traditions, I was like, I this is my life. This is what I want to do in my career. And my kindergarten graduation, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I said, like, a movie star. Like, 
I knew exactly that that is what I wanted. That is crazy. But I also think it's not crazy at the same time because I feel like if you really tap back to your like younger childhood self, your younger kid, I'm so let me rewind. I'm reading this book right now called Tamed by Glennon Doyle. Mm -hmm. And she talks about how she kind of lost herself. Um, And they say as a kid, when you're like 10 years old, you get to this point where you either like stay true to who you are or you go to the, the norms of what society tells you to become and you kind of change into like who you always were as a kid. Right. And I think we all have those people that were like, oh, you've kind of changed, man. Like you're not yeah. who you were. And it, and it like always makes me really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but she talked about how when she finally, um, she married a man. For anyone, I'm kind of giving away this, but anyways, it, it's a, she's a public figure, so you'll figure <laughs> the fuck out. Um, she married a man, had three kids. And then realized that she like w- like wanted to get a divorce from her husband for a really long time. Um, fell in love with Abby Wombat, the soccer player. Like met her. She was like, I'd never been with a woman beforehand, but like I was meant to be with Abby, and like that's who I was. And her mom said, once she was with Abby, I saw that spark in her that she lost it at ten years old. Really? Get reignited. That that is so. And I feel like you hear that story, mm-hmm. like stories like that, yep. a lot. You know, like where there's just something or someone where it really does ignite that spark. Mm-hmm. I'll have to check that book out. It's, I'm not kidding you. I was reading, I've been reading it in the morning or, and I was reading it today and I'm always like highlighting notes or, you know, like underlining things that I, <laughs> right. I want to remember. But sh- her talking about that, I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. And then I even look back to like my younger self, you know, like I was, I was the athlete. I wasn't the one eating hot Cheetos in the stands. <laughs> even though I did go to games to watch because I loved yeah. them. But um, I remember being a kid and my mom always had a video camera and I used to f- take the video mm. camera. And before it was a selfie, I was like, all right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Jenna show. <laughs> and I would like do that. Right. So it's not it's not ironic that I'm sitting here and it's not ironic that you're doing what you're doing either. Exactly. And, and you know, everyone tries something out. Like I played sports all through yeah. grammar school. Like I played basketball. I, I played football for a little bit in high school, a very, very short little bit. And I just knew like it, it wasn't my thing. I love watching them and I yeah. love, you know, rooting on the teams and my friends who play them. But for me, it was like, like, and going back to that spark, like, watch when I would watch something and, and then go on and recite like movie lines watch per my mom and my family I would I was doing it like when I could first talk like I would watch something and go around just saying it and I think that's when you you just know like it, those things stick with you mm-hmm. as you you know you grow up and it, it may it, even like you said it makes sense with what you're doing now like do you have those videos still or like what you would do like my mom definitely has them and we'll we'll, we'll bring those out of the archives oh you have eventually. to you ha- that's that would be such a cool thing to see like it's it's kind of crazy and even too I remember um being a kid being really happy when I got to like when I was sick and got to stay home not because like I was sick but because I got to watch the Oprah show with my mom because Oprah was on it at nine and I loved Oprah and I loved everything about her and I was just like I want to be Oprah man like I want to be fucking Oprah Winfrey so again like the whole everything that it it all kind of like ties back together in a weird way if you are willing to like take the blinders off and like really view life it's your story is literally laid out in front of you you just have to be willing to like look at it exactly and and i think the biggest thing especially i'm sure you can attest to is take risks oh my god i mean going into these fields it's so so difficult and um you know there's so many people who tell you oh it's just dream big like Mm -hmm. that's just such a dream like 
everyone wants to do it. You're competing with a million and one. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to do it. There's, yeah. there's a reason, you know, um, Quentin Tarantino worked at a video store and then a couple years later was winning Oscars. Like, everyone's story is aligned and, and everything happens for a reason. I'm a big believer in that. Everything happens for a reason. Every part of your journey that you're on... Like, I think people don't realize because I think there's a, you, it's always good to look ahead because you want, you still need to have that, like, what is it that I want to do? What is it that I want to achieve? What is my dream? But you also need to be present because yes. I have this belief that you can't move forward until you learn the lesson. Yes, exactly. And, and what I mean by that was I was at a job, um, I worked at a, as a medical receptionist. And I was like, I don't really want this, but I needed, <laughs> I needed health insurance. I was like, you know, you're off your parents' health care, Jen, yeah. like fucking tough tit, you know? <laughs> yeah, so right. my buddy was like, you can come work here. And I worked at this place that was, um, that gave ketamine for p- patients that had depression and anxiety and PTSD, OCD. So I was around these people every day, like never in my wildest dreams that I think that like, this is what I would do, but I'm happy that I did it because it made me realize it's, it's literally the backbone of what bar talk is. And it's, we have more in common with each other than we have different because every person that would walk in the door, I was like, would have never guessed, would have never guessed. And like, I would see the patient file. So you could see, and you know, you talk to them and you're like, you, you struggle. Like you like it would be people that never in your wildest dreams would you imagine would suffer with what they suffer from. Right. Um, and once I finally learned that lesson, I was like, okay, it's time to move forward. You're, you, you've learned the lesson. You can close this chapter. And once I realized that, I put in my two weeks. Literally, oh, like like that, I put it in like so the amazing. next day and was like, okay, I've learned everything I need to learn. It's time to move on. And we have a next chapter. My next chapter is like kind of where I'm at now. It's like I'm, it was working at the Pizzeria Portofino. And that's where I like learned more about, you know, wine and liquor and food and my love of that it it grows and it it grew and that's it's all it all makes sense like I swear and it's like you can still have that faith of like you want to win I'm going to assume you want to win an Oscar it would be nice would be nice (laughs) yes you know and and you'll get there and and you can see it and you still have to figure out what it is you're supposed to learn right now in this moment exactly and and I think you touch on such an important point you know it's we all appear on the outside as something and, and you'll hear people all the time, especially it's notorious in our neighborhood, right, where someone th- assumes something about someone, and then you hear them say, oh, they're actually really cool. Well, why? what what changed your opinion of them? Oh, I, I talked to them. I was like, exactly. You talked to them. You got yeah. to know them more. And, again, you find out there's something. There's usually always one thing that you have in common with someone, whether it's a simple love for food or, you know, even something deeper than that. And yeah. I think there's a part of us in each other. We just got to dig through and, and you know, let, let it let that connection happen. And I think it comes back to um, listening. Sorry, guys. We had a little technical difficulties <laughs> with the camera. We're back. Um, okay. I don't remember what we were talking about. So let me just go to the next question. Um, and I feel like you might have already answered this, but was there – so you said Toy Story was the movie that, like, ignited that spark in you. I yeah I would I would argue that one and I would I think my mom would argue that one too. Okay, was there something in Toy Story, a scene in Toy Story, that you just like kept going back to? I think I think it was more the theatrical experience, right? I okay. think it for me, going in, 
and I mean, I'm sure you know when you go to a movie theater with young kids, someone's screaming, someone's crying, whatnot. Mm-hmm. For me, I just would sit there and get lost in it, and I I don't remember specifically with that that movie if there was a specific scene that that sparked it or anything. Um, but I, I could argue, I could say that as I got older, I I am a huge '80s person. I think I lived through the '80s in another lifetime. Probably. I I, I could I could see it. And John Hughes movies, you know, who mm. made Pretty in Pink, yep. uh, Sixteen Candles, Ferris Bueller. For me, those coming of age movies and watching those through high school, I think just finding something in there that I knew I was like, wow, someone gets like these age struggles or these you know trying to identify yourself where do I fit in relationships and the social scene knowing I can connect to that is like wow someone else can too and that for me going from like eighth grade to to high school I was like this is why I want to do this this is why I want to write stories and and make movies that people can relate to and knowing that there's you're not alone in Mm -hmm. anything you're going through and there's like a visual element and a thing that you can see that like there's just stories that can be told that you're not alone and yeah and have and make you feel like okay like things will be okay yeah and and stories that will that you can almost um take and mirror in your life to be like okay I'm going through something similar and if you were able to get through it this way maybe I can get through it that way too exactly because I think and and I don't say this to sound um ignorant um but it's like i think we all believe that you know like we're the only ones struggling with things without a doubt i yeah i completely agree but the truth of the matter is we all share the same struggles and the minute we realize that like oh my god we're all going through the same thing and we're all struggling and we're all hurting and everything we're not getting it you know that's when you find that magic of like connecting with people and you're like oh shit like you and i kind of go through the same thing yeah, I don't even fucking like you, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. but you, but then you you see someone through like once you peel back the layers of like, you know, you being a white guy who's Italian from Bridgeport and me being a white woman who's Irish from Bridgeport, and you like peel everything back and you just look at like your hearts and your souls. To me, that's when we're like, oh, I see it. Yeah, you break I see it. you break through what's on the outside. Yep. and like, I think I I was just talking with my manager from work about this too. It's like you know it's so important to have those types of conversations and really, especially now more than ever, given mm-hmm. what we've been through the last year where, oh, I mean, God. suicide rates are as high as, as they've been in, in mental health. I think, I don't, I personally don't think mental health is focused on enough, but it's so essential to our well-being just to simply ask, like, how's it going? Or, mm-hmm. you know, what are you doing? Just yeah. those types of questions, like to know you're valued. It's so important to who you are as a person, your health and everything else it's so true it's so fucking true um where do you see yourself i I don't ever like to ask the question like (laughs) where do you see yourself in 10 years because i think it's just an absolute fucking crack of shit question but i do think that it doesn't need to be in five years 10 years 15 20 um because i don't think there's any necessarily like a timeline for like what god has planned for us and what the universe has planned for us right um but knowing you I know you have like a vivid picture in your head of like what you see yourself doing. What is that? It's funny because I'm trying to figure that out now. You know, luckily I I work for Disney and I Mm -hmm. I admire the company. I'm 
very thankful and blessed every day to say I work for them and to start my career with them. I see myself continuing, you know, to to kind of sharpen the the everyday transferable skills that are essential to jobs, you know, problem solving, mm-hmm. like what they teach you in college, you yeah. know. Yeah, all, all all that good stuff. All that good mm-hmm. stuff, but I think for me it's writing and getting to a point where I can just produce and make my own content and I really, I ha- I've had this dream my whole life, but I see myself having my own production company. Mm. Um, like Adam Sandler, I admire him. Yeah. I look up to him, and of course, not everything he makes is great, but if you look at Happy Madison Productions, what do they all have in common? It's all his friends. It's all the same people working together and just having a great time making something that maybe you don't enjoy, but I myself, oh. I laugh my ass off. Yeah. I love his movies. I, yeah. I mean... I grew up watching all of his movies and I still look forward to them. So that's really, I, I've had that vivid vision more and more and I really see it coming to, to life. I love that. Um, you brought up a good point of like some people, like, you know, Happy Madison Productions. Like, I think the easiest one to think of is the movie Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore, um, yep. <laughs> But you bring up a good point. Like, you might not like every one of them. And my dad and I were watching the other day, like, some music channel did a thing on Leonard Skinner, and I'm going to sound like a total buffoon. I thought <laughs> Leonard Skinner was a person. <laughs> Leonard Skinner is a band. It is a band. Okay, yeah, I can't did, confirm that. <laughs> I didn't know this. So, anyways, I learned it, and so they talked about their journey. And they have, you know, two hits. Freebird. In Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. Okay, so two hits, two fucking out of the ballpark Grand Slam home runs, and they probably wrote thousands of songs. Exactly. But you don't ever hit those two without writing those other thousands of okay, yeah. shitty songs. Like, you have to keep going. It, it, it is. It's... It's so funny, too, and, you know, just obviously I, I know more with the movie world. I, I look at, again, bringing up Tarantino. Mm-hmm. The guy's an icon, studied in film classes. He's made eight like eight movies, nine movies. I mean, you don't have to have this whole record and abundance yeah. of, of titles to, to be known as, like, good at what you do. It's like quality over quantity. Quality over quantity. Yeah. Exactly. Like, and even with what I'm trying to do, I always ask myself, like, you know, do I need to do a podcast that's an hour long just to hit an hour mark? Or can I say what I need to say in 20 minutes where I'm not wasting people's times? And then it, and then it makes me go back to being a kid when, like, you're writing a paper for class. I think you're, we have another technical. <laughs> Should have done this the first time. Okay, and we're back. More technical difficulties because that's what fucking happens when you do this and don't have the proper equipment to fucking figure this out <laughs> and you're bawling and trying to produce on a fucking budget so, <laughs> loads of fun trying loads of fun um okay what were we talking about let's rewind we were talking about uh quality quality, quality over quantity yes. yes so i was thinking about like being a kid in class and like you write a paper <laughs> and you hit this paper and you're like i fucking got it and you're like yes and then you're like Fuck, it's supposed to be three pages and it's a page and a half. What am I going to do? Yeah. And then you sit there and you just load up the paper with bullshit. Yeah. Because, oh because you're like, okay, this would have been phenomenal at a page and a half and it would have been an A plus, but now I'm adding fluff and now I'm down to a B minus. Oh, it's it's the worst. And I, I'll give a shout out to Coach McGuire from D who Love used Coach to. Coach Mac. Oh, he was, he was the guy. <laughs> He's the guy. He would literally say. On his papers, I, I had him for a humanities class, and he would, his papers were no limits. 
And oh. as a so- I, as a sophomore, I'm like, the fuck does that mean? No limits. Yeah. Like, so if I write a page, I'm good. He's like, well, the quality's there. You know, yeah. emphasis on the quality, quality. over quantity. Yeah. And I kid you not, it was from that class that I was able to like be a good writer from him in Dieter's class. It was like, you know, Dieter, everyone at D as a senior could talk about Dieter's class where we had to write like the 20 page manhood paper. Or I wrote a paper on um, Nazi propaganda that was, it came out to about almost 30 pages. But the thing was like, both of those experiences gave me like the best prep for college. And Mm -hmm. like at school, at, at college, I never wrote a paper. I think that was more than 10 pages. Like, and it just goes to show like, you know, again, the qu- emphasis on the quality over quantity because you could write a page and a half paper that's as good as that thirty-page paper. Yeah. You know, but again, both of those, those some great classes. Yeah. Good old De La Salle. Good old De La Salle, Rudy Toot Toot <laughs> for the Institute. Um, okay, so I have been asking people this question, and it's okay if you don't know the answer because I don't think everyone has figured out the answer yet. Mm. Um, do you know what your why is? My, I, you know, it's, I think about it a lot and I think I've, because of the way my life, like my, my experiences in life has taken me, mm-hmm. I think so. And I think this goes back to a couple years ago when, when my father passed, I, I actually went, cause I went to law school for a semester. Yeah. I, that was, I think the point in me where I let like, okay, like film and TV, it's such a big dream. I let those things ring in my ear. Right. And so when I went to law school, I was like, I'm not myself. I just, I feel so lost. Like, I hated it. One out of five on Yelp. Don't recommend law school. Unless you want to be a lawyer. Okay. Like, if you want to be a person in film and TV, don't go to law school. Got it's kind it. of, it's it's not rocket science to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, knowing what I went through in that year, and, you know, it was like, life is short, right? And you just got to do what makes you happy. And I, I, I knew at that point, like, okay, if my dad was here, he'd be cracking me, being like, you get the hell out of law school now and you go try and get a job with whatever you can while you're in Chicago and you you pursue this. And I think the why is because of that and also to make stuff that connects people across the world, like connects audiences, really. And, um, you know, I I touched a little bit on, like, the John Hughes movies that hit me like John Hughes would say, I write stuff about my life that I I share with other people. And I'm like, that's what I want to do. I want to share content that people can just come together and, and laugh and forget about all the bullshit of life about for an hour and a half, two hours, whatever it may be. And um, I think I was just meant to be a person to tell those stories that really brings people together in a very positive way that makes us think, makes us laugh, maybe cry a little bit and content that just hits Mm -hmm. I love crying I love crying I think um I think sometimes we don't there's like you know I think of like the the not positive emotions the like sad and anger Anger, yeah you know and Mm -hmm. I think those are two other ones where we don't like them because they're not the joy the happy the I'm so I'm like swimming in a pool of rainbows (laughs) and butterflies yeah but I have found that I gain the most clarity and understanding about myself through anger and sadness. I, I And you agree. sit in it. You know, you talk about, like, a good cry. Like, oh, you hear people say that Love a good time. cry. But, I mean, it's true. Like, really, you let it, you just let it. It's like crying really embodies all your emotions. Like, mm-hmm. the, the joy, 
the anger, the frustration, and after it, you're like, I feel like a fucking new person. Like, mm-hmm. I'm ready to go and just yep. make something of myself now. Just go do the damn thing. Yeah. Do the damn thing. Um, so your dad passed away, how many years ago now was it? Two, it'll be two in April. Two in April. Mm-hmm. What do you think he would say now to see everything that you've been doing? I think he would laugh his ass off at the <laughs> at card trick for sure. And he would probably have hit me if I didn't put him in one. But I think he would say, like, I'm extremely proud of what you're doing, and this is what you were, were made to do. I, mm-hmm. I, I even I remember his reaction, and I'll never forget it, when I went to an open house at, um, to a couple different law schools. They did, like, a Chicago form with, with all the big ones. Mm-hmm. And he picked me up, and he was like, so how did it go? And I was like, good. You know, I, I really I think I'm going to do John Marshall, whatever. And he was like, you sure this is what you want to do? He, was, he got mad. He was like, like he's like honestly Mike like where the fuck is this coming from like this is really like he goes I'm gonna support because it's your decision but like where did this come from and yeah. I was like I don't know I didn't have an answer and I think at that moment I should have known like it was a bad thing I, like it wasn't the right fit for me but still nonetheless I tried it out big, mm-hmm. be- big believer in trying things and failing and um, learning from it um, and he and I think now he would just say like just keep going don't give it up and mm-hmm. you know you'll you'll end up on that stage with that award one day and you know I'll be laughing there with you so amen our parents always know things before we do we're like oh screw you but they do sometimes you know? <laughs> they really do yeah for sure okay so you touched on the greatest card trick which is what we're going to get into before we go into my favorite part which is ridiculous random rapid fire questions <laughs> um what inspired this so the greatest card trick so it's funny because i you know when the pandemic hit i was in the middle of i had just started with disney in january of last year Mm -hmm. pandemic hit in march it was you know pack up and go home i was taking like classes at second city taking acting classes more so to learn the language of acting to be a better writer Mm -hmm. because like i just acting as its own world but yeah each of the each of those things is its own world. each 100%. of these things they're they're their own world um you know so i was like doing different things like we my friends and i we went to colorado and arizona over the summer i made like videos for them on it and i was like i was sitting at the italian american club with nick ruffalo one night who was in you know the main person mm-hmm. and he was like He's like, so you're going to make another video if we go on a trip or something? And I was like, yeah, but I it's, I want to do, I want to write something and make it. Like, I want to make something funny. Like, yeah. I was like, why don't we, like, I, I got to do something. He was like, well, do it. Yeah. What are you waiting for? And I was like, you're telling me to do it. Are you going to be in it? Like, will you be in something? Because Nick I, I, is one of the funniest people I know. And he was like, yeah, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm writing a script tomorrow and I'm bringing it to you and we're going to go over it together. It was a Sunday night. That Monday, I wrote up the first part script. I brought it to him. We went over it. We started. We filmed it that Tuesday through Friday. And it was funny because the first part, it was originally going to end where Nick's like leaving, and Matt Scamacy, who's also in 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 the series, he he was going to pick Nick up on an ATV and drive off. And it was it worked out because Matt couldn't film because he had work. So I asked Emily Joya. I was like, Em, you're one of the funniest people I know. She, she has an interest in this. I'm like, you, you're perfect for comedy. Yeah. I was like, do you want to be in this little series? She was like, yeah, of course. Don't like, no questions asked. And then I was like, okay, so he's gonna meet up with her. I was like, but what about me? What do I do? 
and I, I literally, I got a FaceTime from Natalie Aridia, and she was, I don't know what she was doing, but she was like, what are you doing later? I was like, I need you to be in a video. She was like, okay, what do I got to do? I was like, yeah. you're a detective. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, I have an outfit plan. I'm in. And then I was like, all right, Nick, so here's what we did. We went over a script together. I was like, we're going to leave it open-ended. If people hate it, we, we'll do something else. Right. If people like it and want more, I will get right back to writing more of it. And sure enough, everyone was reaching out to us like, this is awesome. Like, need a part two. Like, yeah. I want to see more of this. And it just kind of took off. It just went from there. It. Um, I remember when, so for people who are listening, if, uh, you might know what the greatest card trick is. Some might not. Um, mm. Mike asked me to be in it, and you had Fran reach out to me. And I was like, hell yes. Are you kidding <laughs> me? This is so much fun. And it made me flex a muscle that, like, I didn't even know I had. Right. So, like, I thank you for that because I didn't even know that that oh, part course. was, like, even inside of me. Um but I just remember being like, oh, my God, this is so much fun. And then I told my parents, they were like, wait, you're doing what? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be the, the bitchy newscaster, you crazy motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. And then they watched it. And then, like, more people reached out, like, oh, my God, everything was so funny. It was so great. And, like, even me, like, I was, like, belly laughing watching it. Like, so it was just like, oh, my God, like, it's so great. Um, final chapter is coming to an end. This will be coming out Thursday. When so the fourth? When are you releasing this? It's actually being released right now. Like my laptop is downloading it to YouTube Ooh, okay. as we speak. Okay. So. so how about this? To get people to watch, what is the tease that you would like to reel people in? Um, it's not going to end as you expect it to. Ooh. Okay. I think let's leave it on that. <laughs> let's leave it on that. And then, what's next? We're going to close the chapter on the greatest card trick. What is, what's next? Are yeah. we in the works? Yeah, so we're in the works. Uh, greatest card trick was so much fun. I, and, you know, I was telling you earlier, and even Nick was texting me today. I was like, dude, like, we really just did this. Like, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it was, it's a little bittersweet. Like, when I ended it, like, I was putting all the, the people in their, like, the cast names and stuff. I was like, damn, like, this is really cool. But it's, it's, a, it's something that'll stick forever. Yeah. It's my first thing I ever tried. Mm-hmm. Um, but next, I want to do like a, a take on Catholic high school education, but in a vulgar, ah! very comedic way. Oh, yeah. um, you know, and we're both products of the Catholic yes, school. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Um, so just having like, um, you know, each mini thing like orientation, homecoming, sex mm-hmm. education, and just like some of the the awkward situations we we've encountered, and like a very strong comedic take on that. It- so. I cannot wait. So, ladies and gentlemen, be on the lookout for that. Um, uh, let's do a quick cheers. Um, I'm so proud of you, and thank I you. can't wait to see what's next. Thank I'm you. seriously so excited. And thank you for being that crazy newscasting Oh, God. Bitch. Let's put it this way, guys. Maybe one day we'll release the blooper reel. Oh, my God. I, I actually am, I am going to put out the bloopers it's, um, it was- from all... Well, there's four chapters, but chapter four is in two parts, so mm-hmm. it's five videos total. And I saved the bloopers, mainly because the first video, yeah. it was so funny. We had books stacked up, and me and Nick had our phones. Like, I didn't even have equipment really to I know. do this. Yeah, yep. And we we had no idea, really, what we were doing. Mm-hmm. He was fucking up every other line, and at one point, he literally slammed the table. He goes, if I fuck up this line one more fucking time, I'm throwing my phone at the at the door. But, like... It's it's that those little things that, that just, just make, make it, it so funny. fun. We I think I had more fun. We filmed this at Fran's house, 
And I would try to look at the camera, but obviously in the corner of my eye, I could see Fran laughing. <laughs> and I was like, you need to get out of the yeah. room or I'm not going to be able to do this. I, that was that was the hardest part, too. Like, you, you'd think, like, you know, can I do this? And even when I would reach out to people, because every time I wrote it, I had people in mind of who was oh, going to yeah. be what. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I will do anything to make sure this person will do it. Mm-hmm. And when we would film, they're like, oh, I don't know if I could do this. I'm like, just do it. Like, I'll I'll look away. Like, I promise you, you yeah. can do it. And, like, everyone, like, the first takes, you're just dying laughing because, like, it's like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, it's like, what the fuck am I doing? Oh, mm-hmm. God. Okay, all right. So uh, there's no shot clock for these questions. <laughs> Obviously, don't take, like, an hour because that's aggressive. Yeah. Also, that's one of my favorite words. Um, first question. What is a lie that your parents told you that you believed as a kid? Um... If the uh, the car the, in in your car, like if you leave the light on, it's gonna die or yeah. whatever. Or like you'll get pulled over by the cops. Or you get pulled over by the cops. Mm-hmm. Like that one, I'm like, I still like, if I'm ever in a car, I'm like, turn it off. Turn the lights. Turn the lights <laughs> off. Okay, what is um your drink of choice at a bar? So it depends on how I'm feeling. If I'm, like, social, it's going to be a long night, mm-hmm. either basic White Claw or if I'm doing beer, Stella. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, old-fashioned. I love an old-fashioned. Yeah. I love an old-fashioned. What is the kindest thing a stranger has done for you? The kindest thing a stranger has done for me? Oh, wow, that's a good one. Oh, my gosh. What, what's yours? I, got, I need a little inspiration to think um, of something. So... I would say the kindest thing a stranger has done for me is, um, like, I always love the pay it forward when you go to the Starbucks line. They're like, oh, your yeah. drink's already paid for it. I was like, oh, my God, so sweet. You just made my day. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. Um, that, yeah, that's a good one. I also, as a bartender and a server, I've had people leave me notes on the receipt, like, mm-hmm. you're the best server I ever had. Thank you. for You've made, you, you made the night incredible. And I was like, oh, my God, like... You know, you don't do it for that reason, but I always want to give people, like, a great experience. So to, like, hear that always means a lot to me. I would have to say my experience, like, working as a busboy, like, in the restaurant, too. Like, because I I bus tables at Ignat's restaurant sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, like, just those compliments or, like, what people say or even, like, um, or or I actually – I'm, I'm all over the place with it's this okay. question, but I was an altar server, going back to the whole Catholic oh, education. All, all Catholic days. All yes, Catholic sir. days. And I would, we as altar servers, we would have to sometimes do wedding or funerals. Oh, yeah. And there would be times I had no idea who the people were, and, like, even the funerals, like, the family would come up and hug me after and be like, you just made this so much easier. And I'm like, I, I was just shaking the bells. like, yeah. and, but, but they're like, you know, just your help yeah, and your, it, your presence to yeah. be there during that time of need. Like for me, that's like that hits, and yeah. I'm like now, and it, and it does it makes it for what you do to other things. You know, like that's how you want to be like for your friends and yeah. everyone else. So I love that. Amen. Um, what was the first concert you ever attended? Frankie Valley in fourth grade. Shut the actual <laughs> fuck up. Yes, at the Chicago Theater. My sister and my parents. Fourth grade. I am an oh old my school. God. I'm telling you, I was, I was, I lived through another age, and my my parents raised me on phenomenal music from yeah. everything from disco to to 
all the oldies, yeah. and that is why it is my the oldies are my favorite. So Frank, Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons, Jersey Boys. Um, my dad bought the Jersey Boy album like when they were mm-hmm. on Broadway, and when yep. he would drive me out to practice, that's what we would listen to. Oh. And so they got tickets when they when the uh, Jersey Boys was at the was on Broadway in Chicago. Yeah, I seen so, it twice. Okay, on so I was like, Dad, I want to go, and I was young, and he was like, You can't come. I was like. But I know all of this music. <laughs> right. Like, let me come. And so he he let me come. And I remember when it was, oh, what a night. Yeah. And then he pops a boner. And they were like, cover my eyes. I was like, I'm like 14, 15. It's fine. Oh, like, my gosh. I mean, it's not fine. But like, <laughs> I get it. But like. Or there's like a big. I know in the middle of that play, spoiler alert. There's like a shooting. Yes. And and when I remember when that happened, I was so scared. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, someone just got shot. Mm-hmm. Right. I love it. It's it's phenomenal. I love that that was your first concert. Um, okay, would you rather go skydiving or swim with sharks? Oh, my God. Um, skydiving. Skydiving. Okay. I ask all Chicagoans this question. We always got a guy. What is the craziest guy that you got? Not necessarily like the name of the person, but what this person does. Oh, man. Um... Who, who am I? Who am I running through? We, yeah, we all got a guy. We got a guy in every industry. Um, I don't know that Do you one. Need That's inspiration? Stuff. Yeah, I need inspiration. Okay. So my my answers I always give are: I have a butcher. Yeah. A butcher comes to my house, chops the meat, puts it straight into the fridge. I have an Amazon Fire Stick jailbreaking guy, so <laughs> yeah. I was able to watch like pirated movies. I, should, I probably shouldn't say that out loud on a podcast, um, <laughs> but he before every like streaming platform was a thing. You had to pay for every movies. That's how we watched movies. Right. Um, and then I have a foot detoxed gal. Wow. Yeah. And how's that? Oh, it's the best thing. It's so good for my health. I'm actually I'm actually in need of one because my body feels a little. My back hurts, so like whenever I get aches and pains, it always helps. Like really, push toxins. I have to on look me. into this. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, you know, I think like everyone in the neighbor, we have a super sad guy. You know, oh, yeah. you can't go wrong with that. Um, I don't know. I I think that's that's really a tough one. I might have to come back to that. Come one. back to that. Okay, I'm putting a little star next to it to think about it, <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to forget that these are the best ones. Um, what is the best piece of advice someone's giving you? Best piece of advice is, um, you know, quoting Ferris Bueller, I think life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you can miss it. And translating that into um, just always be treated how you want to be treated, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, the golden rule. Because obviously we know life moves fast and never sees, like, don't lose out on opportunities take advantage of every opportunity that's presented to you even if you think it's so wild or so out of course for you mm-hmm. just try it it's better Amen. to try and fail than not yeah. try it all i think um i hope people realize that failure is actually a beautiful thing it is i mean I, like i know this sounds creep like a little strange i go towards things that scare the fuck out of me now because even if i fail the lessons that I learn when I go towards something that scares me, I would have never known had I not gone towards it. I don't think it. you'll ever get the growth you like you do from failing. Exactly. So I completely agree. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Yeah. Um, who should my next guest be? Who should your next guest be? 
Well, I must say, my one of my personal favorites has been Bobby Phillips. Oh, he's the best. That, one of a kind. That, one of a kind human being. Oh, he he is the best. And I must say, that episode, when I was like thinking of a news person, I was like, Jenna. Like, 100% <laughs> Jenna. Um, was this the one he made me dress up? Because yes. I was literally about to put sweatpants on that day. And he's yeah. like, no, Jenna, I'm wearing a suit. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> yeah. I'll get dressed up too. <laughs> that was like right at the start. That was, it was like the, April, It was like right? the, very, like the beginning very beginning of Bar Talk, yeah. Yeah, and that was like right at the beginning of quarantine. Yep. I remember I was watching yeah. it and I was like, this is amazing. He was like guest number six, I think, yeah. I think, honestly, I would recommend someone in the, the restaurant industry. Going to give a shout out to the Rufos because I bashed on Franco's all okay, my shit. Okay, so, so I do Frankie want, Rufo I is the guy. I would love to get Frankie on, and we've actually been trying to work on it, but I think our, our schedules haven't lined up. So. Yeah, highly recommend him. Okay, and, yeah. you know, his oh. favorite restaurant. It, so. it is my favorite. Like, whenever I want, like, a nice girls' night, get some dinner in the neighborhood, like. So what's your meal? What's your go-to there? Okay, so I'm a, I, lo- I always get their specials. Okay. I'm a big specials That's... person, but I love their, um, is it the Beat? The beet salad, oh, and I don't so even like good. beets. But theirs is but different. But the be- but there's it, yeah. like there's like um it's candy walnuts, yep. and I think it's goat cheese, yeah. and it's a balsamic glaze, so it's just like perfectly fucking on it. It's the perfect um, amount. It's the perfect amount. Yeah. I could eat every spaghetti, every fucking pasta, every. But I I'm a big like I love fish, so whenever they get a fish special, I always get it. But there has not been one special I've gotten that I have not like everything I like. I'm like I want that again. I yeah. need it again. I need it again. So absolutely, yeah. it's so good. And their the, the tiramisu and the cannoli dip. Oh my god, I could bathe in both of them. Oh, it, it really. Their spicy penny pesto. Yes. I think I could eat that every single day for the rest of my life. I'll I be, agree with I'll, that. I'll, I'll be totally content. And what is it? Like, uh, is for, it whipped ricotta on top? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they have, like, with the prosciutto in there and the capers. Mm-hmm. My gosh. It's just, you just mix it around. No, I oh. think I'm thinking of the, I'm thinking of the vodka sauce. I'm thinking of the vodka That's sauce. with the whipped ricotta. That's yes. the whipped ricotta. But I, I know what, I know what yeah. you're thinking of because I've hit it too and I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, it's Seriously, perfect. food makes me so happy. Like I do, like when food comes to my table, I look like fucking Pooh Bear. And he like <laughs> ties the napkin and he's like, yeah. I think I'm going to have to pick that up later now because okay. I'm in the mood for I got to stop talking about it. I'm really hungry. All I've had was chicken salad today. Um, okay, so I feel like this question is still relevant because we're not fully out of quarantine yet. We're approaching, like... The, the there's end light is at the end there's, of the tunnel. There's light at the yes. end of the tunnel. Um, what's the first thing you want to do? I, I mean, well, I did travel during the last year, so that's one. But go to a concert, I would say. I miss concerts. Um, and I want to get back to L.A. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I told, like, my offices out there and everything. I was like, I'm coming for, like, two weeks. Like, yeah. I just need to get the hell out of here and um, – just just meet in person with people and so zoom fatigued oh i can't do yeah zoom yeah. is exhausting it's fucking exhausting um okay and then last question what have you learned the most about yourself in this last year that i think i'm more capable of doing stuff when i actually just do it and try it um you know this whole time i've always said like i want to write i want to try writing scripts and going and filming them and if I just do it, like that's, I'll never learn until I do it. And mm-hmm. just knowing that I'm not afraid to, to do it. And, um, you know, and getting into something creative, it's like there's going to be people who love it. There's going to be people who think it's stupid and mm-hmm. think it's garbage. But either way, it's you doing it. And mm-hmm. knowing that I could have that confidence to do something creative, I'm like, well, it just makes for the rest of whatever's to come. I love it. Um, okay, so I normally always end on a toast. But I was wanting you to help me with the toast today. Yes. What's like a traditional Italian toast? 
a traditional Italian toast. Or like something that like Italians do when they like toast out. Like just say salute, but to, you know, good health, to good people and to a great future ahead. Salute. Salute. There we mm. go. Mm, that is good stuff. It is good I'm stuff. I'm gonna have to get a bottle of that. Mm-hmm. I got a guy. Yeah. Got I got a, a guy. Am I got a guy? Oh, you got a guy? I do got a guy. Who's it's, the guy? It's a ticket guy. Any concerts, oh, I damn. don't care if it's sold out. You got a guy. If I want to go from the bleachers to the front row, I got a guy. That is who, and, and while we were talking about concerts, I was like, oh, that's, that's my guy. got a ticket guy. Got a ticket guy. Alrighty then. Okay, guys, so thank you for staying with me. We had some technical difficulties with the, um, if you watch this, there were some technical difficulties with the camera aspect of it. Um, I need to buy a camera. They're just expensive, but I need to get one. Um, I can't use my phone anymore because my phone has no storage left. So anyways, there's that. Um, So guys, yeah, uh, the greatest uh, card trick part four yeah, part four is out now. Um, head on over and watch it. I, I, I haven't watched it yet because I'm filming this on Tuesday, but it'll be out and I cannot wait to see it. Um, the tease was it's not the ending that you expected. So we'll see. Um, but also I'm excited to see what Mike has up his sleeve next for his next um, project. Um, a little homage to like high Catholic school, which is going to be crazy. So can't wait to see that. Um, oh, God. I don't know why I'm so gassy right now. Um, let me do this too, because I've been drinking this. Um, Uncle Ernest, guys. So I got a liquor gal, okay? I love my liquor gal. Nancy, if you're listening to this, you're the best, okay? Um, Nancy told me about Uncle Ernest. I'm a, I've become a big bourbon fan lately. Um, bourbon is my new hobby that I can't afford because it's too expensive. Um, but there was something about this bottle that made me want to buy it. Um, it is a uh, family founded uh, by a slave five generations, and it is some of the best bourbon I think I've ever had. I'm still new to the bourbon game, guys, but um, 750 milliliters, $50 for 100 proof. And for anyone who kind of knows, that's like insanely cheap, I feel like. Their 94 proof was $40, um, but the woman at the store was like, get the 100 proof. Like, it's just that much better. So I just got the 100 proof instead. Um so who knows, maybe we'll have them on one day. I'd love, I'd love to do that just because I, I love the story of this. Um, I love whiskey and God damn, is this shit so good? Like it is so good. Okay. So for any of my bourbon people, I'm telling you, you're going to want to get some, you some uncle Ernest and they have it out at main street wine and spirits out in countryside. So it's worth the drive to go and get it. I'm telling you, you're going to thank me later. Okay. So go and do the damn thing. Um, okay guys, we have some pretty cool guests coming up. Um, right now, the biggest thing is working on scheduling. And also I have some good news too. My hours have increased at my restaurant. Yay. Um, so what that means me also having to kind of figure out my schedule on here because I'm working more there, which means I have to, you know, time block and figure some stuff out here. So, um, it's all going to work out good. I promise you guys that I just ask that you be patient with me as I try to, you know, figure out what my new schedule kind of looks like, but, um, I'm very excited. Okay guys. So that is today's show. Thank you very much for coming on in and remember to take the time today to realize that we have way more in common with each other than we have different. I will see you next week. Take care. Bye.
gotta go home, but you can't stay here. 